Well, here we are again, Shane. We're up to episode 13 and we're doing another episode of scene three. Lucky number 13. Yeah, we probably should have skipped 13 like they do in, you know, buildings and aeroplanes. You don't Is have that a level. True, 13. though. I've never. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever been in a building and checked if 13's. Yeah, it's a, it seems like a stupid thing to do when you're spending a, a lot of money to build something. Thing, you know? Yeah, some right. airlines do it, some don't. Some buildings do it, some don't. Oh, but I've never, yeah, airlines yeah, as well. We'll check it out next time. We'll save this for our architectural podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast where we watch three movies. Ah, that's right, three um, movies, the, and and there is a theme. Swing around a theme, yeah. yeah, yeah. The theme uh, this week is movies with. Uh, Complicated timelines, is that what we decided yeah, that we'd call it in the I end? Think that, I think that's it. I think we had a more vulgar version, spitballing around. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with complicated, complicated. timelines. That sounds yeah. good. Uh, and the three movies we looked at were 12 Monkeys, uh, Pulp Fiction, and Memento, which mm. is three sort of, I would say, different examples of uh, messed up timelines. Absolutely. Effed up timelines, if yes. you will. That's the one. Um, as usual, we're joined uh, by a guest host. Feel free to introduce yourself, young man. Hi, guys. My name's Toby Stevens. Toby, welcome to the show. Uh, as usual, we like to get to know our guest host a little bit uh, by asking him what movies they like and what movies they hate because I think you can really get a, a read of a person judging by their, their taste in movies, what they like and what they don't like. So I know it's a horrible generic question. I apologise every week for it. Um, <laughs> we just look for your favourite movie that sort of rotates out of your top sort of five, oh. top three. One that's a pretty, you know, it's been there a while. It's come and gone a few times maybe, but... Probably uh, Inception. Inception. I do, I do really love Inception. And yeah. maybe, maybe that's a cliched answer, but it, no, I no, do like it. Christopher Nolan. We're doing his memento in this episode. Yeah. Um, Inception's a good film. It's a great film. Absolutely. It's, it's got good uh, replayability. Mm. Yes, absolutely. There's always something new to learn every time you watch it. Yeah, you, that? Yes. you pick something new up every time. I think I've probably seen it about four times. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, pleasurable experience. And I mean, a phenomenal cast, good oh, direction, yeah, yeah. visual yeah. style. And it's the same as the, the, these three movies in that when you watch it multiple times, you pick up. Yeah, because you're so jumping, in, jumping in and out of places. We and, could do a whole episode just on that movie, you know. Absolutely, Inception. What happened at the end? I did want to do an ambiguous ending film. There's so um, many films with ambiguous endings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, that's one of the good ones. Like Total Spoil, Recall, alert. Um, Inception. Oh yeah, I forgot about Total Recall. I was so I always build my own endings in, and so I think, just, well, that's satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. I forget about the rest of the world. Yeah. I'm like, that's how it ended. Anyone who disagrees is wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Same. I guess Memento is a really good ambiguous one as well, which we'll dive mm, into. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, movie you don't like? I mean, I, I say hate, but people so, go, oh, I don't want to say I, hate. I hate a movie, but I think the the most recent film I was just. Bored by and I'm very rarely bored by films. Was the Ninja Turtles out of the shadows? Oh, the second mm. one. Yes. You are 100 percent correct. That was. Uh, I didn't mind the first one. Yeah. I thought the first one was interesting, but yeah. bored is the word I'd use. Yeah, which is a shame because there's a lot happening on the screen. So to get bored. Yeah. Well, yes, it's very. It speaks to the credit yes, of the film. It, uh, it does. But. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember how to even like. You know it's a bad film, it's bored, but I can't even remember really. You're so bored you forgot it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just trying to think how does it end and I know, that weird police station scene. I know Krang was in there. Don't know how, how, oh, how that got worked in. That's or right. How, it has that nonsense video game ending where it's a big platform. And, yeah, and, yeah. Sh- and Shredder was somehow in there, but not yeah, really. Yeah, that's one of those, yeah, we had an early discussion on like, you know, people using their phones during movies. Yeah. I feel like I was guilty of that when I was watching yeah. it. I think I might have gone to the old phone. You, you could forgive people for doing that. Yeah, because if you're boring the audience, well, that's your yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
What else can I say about that? Nothing. No, not really. Let's dive into our first film. As always, we jump in the time machine because, you know, we, we don't like modern contemporary films. No. It's something no, we no. seem to, not by choice, we, we, but we, we seem to avoid them. We like, might have to make a conscious effort next season to maybe, pick some yeah, films. Just films like past 2010. I think yeah. we've had like two maybe. Anyway, one. One maybe. I know Warcraft's the other yeah, one I can think War, of. Warcraft's the other one I could think of. Yeah, that was good. So we shouldn't hold it against the 2010s and <laughs> above. Uh, 1995's 12 Monkeys, uh, directed by Terry Gilliam, who is one of my favourite filmmakers. He's one of the boys, the Monty Python boys. Um, has got an awesome resume, done all the Monty Python films. Uh, Time Bandits, if you haven't seen Time Bandits, see Time Bandits. Brazil, if you haven't seen Brazil, see Brazil. It's one of De Niro's um, star out films. Um, what else did he do? Uh, the Adventures of Baron von Muchenhausen, which is, again, one of my favourite childhood movies. Fisher King, um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Brothers Grimm, uh, awesome catalogue, and Forever Trying to Get Don Quixote Made, which is an awesome read, um, which has been made into a documentary because they've been trying to make him and Johnny Depp have been trying to make Don. Um, I think the man from uh, no, the man from La Mancha, I think, is what the doco is called, and it's yeah, the Adventures of Don Quixote. But all kinds of things have stopped them from making it. So, yeah, he's an awesome... Are you guys familiar with Terry Gilliam or are I just fanning boy out? No, I you, you are fanning I'm not, I'm not. I wasn't not familiar with him yeah. before this movie. No. Yeah, no, he's a very visual director, which we see in 12 Monkeys. Um, he's probably, I guess, well-known for the animation stuff he does in Monty Python. But films like mm. Brazil are so good. You, you'll watch, go and watch Brazil and you'll see the influence it has on 12 Monkeys. You know, that kind of steampunk futuristic view yep. he has? Yeah, yeah. That's what, like, in Brazil is like. It's a really awesome film and I can't promote it enough. Not for everyone. It's a very thinking man's film, thinking man slash woman's film. Um, there's a lot to take in and a lot to process. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, the film was written by David Peoples and Janet Peoples, husband and wife team. Haven't really done too much amazing. David was part of Blade Runner, which I guess is good, and but also did Accidental Hero. So that's quite a spectrum to have on your resume. <laughs> uh, and funny. then there was a French writer as well, Chris something or other from memory. It's funny when um, when I saw the surname Peoples on the writer's credit, it reminded me of the movie Shaft, oh. which is Samuel L. Jackson, because <laughs> he's got the, the character in there called Peoples. Peoples. He goes, do you know why they call me Peoples? And he goes, because you look after your Peoples. And he's <laughs> like, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Runtime anyway. is two hours and nine minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that was fine. Like, yeah, it wasn't was, too long. It, wasn't it didn't feel long. like it was too long to me. No. Uh, well, yeah, considering it, how quickly it ended. Yeah, it wraps yeah, the up the ending, last 20 minutes. The ending's minutes. like, it's over. Yeah, it's like, end. And to be fair, you know, 15 or 20 minutes of that's probably the same scene replaying over and over. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of doubling up of scenes because it's a time travel movie. Yeah. Um, stars, obviously, Bruce Willis, uh, James Cole, played the character James Cole, Catherine, played by Madeline Stowe, and Brad Pitt played uh, Jeffrey, was the character, Jeffrey. Goin? Go- Je- Goins. Go- Goins? Goins. Goins. Yeah, Goins. Goins. And then his dad was Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer M- was M- his dad. Mr. Yeah. Sound of Music. Yes. Edelweiss. Yeah, yeah, and he's great in this. He's all, they're all good. Madeline Stowe's awesome. And mm. I was, when I was watching the film, I'm just like, why hasn't this woman made more films? Yeah. Like, She's so good as an actress. Like, Well, I actually, when I started watching it, forgot Brad Pitt was in this film and he smashes it. Yeah. He's so good in it. He's very, he plays, he plays crazy the so best well. crazy, yeah. yeah. Um, plot, do you want to take a swing at the plot for us, Tobes? Oh, okay, so uh, basically this, 
I mean, how do you set the future, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to set yeah, it up properly. Yeah, it's like, so what angle yeah. is the best way? Yeah. So uh, basically, this this guy is he's he's in prison in the future, uh, essentially. Yeah, in the future, as an inmate, is, is it, I think it's the year 2030, I believe, is w- is when it's set. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So everyone's living underground. Yeah, so so uh, the it's like 99 percent of the human race has been wiped out due to a virus. In from um, 1997. Yeah, that's right. Was yeah. Great. Uh, and, and animals now roam the earth free and they've kind of yeah. taken over. Yeah. Uh, so prisoners are taken one by one and, and, and sent out into the world to try to get, gather evidence so they can learn more about the virus. Um, and, you know, we don't know necessarily whether it's to create a vaccine. Yeah. It's just to gather information. Um, and Bruce Willis' character... James Cole, is that right? James Cole, yeah. Yeah, he's, Cole. He's, uh, he's sent to the future, sorry, to the past, uh, to, <laughs> to, to gather information. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you don't, you're right. You don't really get uh, what, why are they gathering information about the virus. Like, there's, they never really actively say... For cure. To, yeah, I assume it's to take back the surface, to cure the virus because it's airborne and get rid of it so yeah. it can go back up and all live happily ever after. But they never really say you should go back and try and stop it from happening because I guess you can't really do that because that would be a paradox because he's coming from a... That's right, yeah. Yeah, you, you can, that timeline exists now. All you can do is splinter off another timeline if we're going to get back to the future on it. Yeah, well, but, but that was one of the interesting things in this movie when with the, the... I don't know whether it's about halfway, they have their saying that there is no butterfly effect, there's no causality. In, yeah, that's right. In, in, oh, like, yeah. as a... As a rule, as, yeah. This as world. a rule, as a rule, yeah. like you, you, yeah. it doesn't matter what you change in the past; it still happened. You can't change anything. Yeah, which was I thought was it was interesting. Yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. To take on, I guess we should say up front, it's going to be hard with all these movies. Normally, we like to sort of wander roughly through the film yeah, in order yeah. of appearance, but a lot of these films are jumping between timelines and backwards and forwards and ups and downs. Um, so we'll just try and do our best. But uh, yeah, if you haven't watched the films, maybe watch the films before you listen. Yeah, to all, all three of these movies are because we're going to be over the place. Yeah, it's yeah, hurt yeah. Your head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's a good point that you bring about the time travel because that's the one thing I like about this movie is the time travel. And there, at no point does he actively try, and he's always saying, "I can't change it. All I can do is gather information." If he can get a copy of the raw virus, you know, he can understand that and. Um, and then take it back, and then hopefully they can find a cure for it yeah. in the future. Cause, yeah, because they're not trying to prevent it from happening at any point. Like, no, because yeah, if you yeah, prevent it from happening, the... then they don't exist, so they yeah. can never go back. It's the old H.G. Wells, uh, my wife is killed by a horse and cart, and so I go, I build a time machine to go back and save her, but then she's killed the next day by something else because her death is my motivation to go back in time, mm. so she can never live because that's what drives me to build the time machine to go back and change, and that's, I guess, causality. But this movie sort of actively doesn't follow that. Yeah, that way. yeah. He can sort of go back and have an, and I mean that's the ultimate. To fast forward to the end of the film, so when he's in the, the very first thing when he travels back into time is he gets locked up because he's a nut job because he's buck naked talking about the future and a virus that's going to kill every man. And I love the way time travel works in this movie. They just plonk yeah, him randomly just, in he places. Just, he just arrives naked somewhere. Just boom, yeah. basically, or disappears. Boom, and we never see. Do we never see it? I'm pretty. We never no. see you. No. I love there, the, there like when he's a, in the puddle and he's kicking the water and then yeah. he turns around and then he's yeah, got his ripples in the we water. We never see him arrive, we only see him leave once. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. Do. yeah, yeah, yeah. In a bubble, yeah. basically. Brr. A bubble in a wall. Yeah. So, like, that's, I reckon that's really cool. Um, but I guess the ending of the film is, like, to spoiler alert, 
he he gave the guy the idea to do the virus and that's what he discovers that was his influence in the past that mm. affected the future and because he kept having these flashbacks of you know and then he sees he he sees himself as a, he's a child at the airport seeing the grown version of himself being killed which is again ties back to that causality yeah it's yeah. like he he knew about that memory but it was like forcing its way through because he's on that timeline he hasn't experienced the older version he hasn't experienced it yet so you've got all that fun time travel stuff in the movie, yeah. which I, I'm <laughs> confused already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I watched you, it. You, you kept it together really well there. You like totally. Yeah, you true. were going I'm back. Trying to, yeah, that was yeah. perfect. That was. Perfect. I love the film because it's not too confusing. Did you find it confusing in any no. part? No, no, no. It was. It was I think. It's hard to talk about, but I, watching... I think movies like that these days are a little bit harder to follow. Yeah. Because they, they do push the audience's intelligence. Yeah. Um, but but yeah but yeah it was what I, I probably like the confusing part is if you try and go back and analyze it like mm. the fact that um, he caused the the virus idea and that um, they're following a message based on Madeline Stowe's character's voicemail that she left at a cleaning company yeah like that they had to reconstruct so like it's sort of this if you go back and think about it that's when it gets confusing yeah absolutely and then the irony of it is it turns out the virus yeah it was his idea to create the virus. And so they were following Brad Pitt's character, uh, Jeffrey, and his dad, thinking that, that he's a madman because he's an activist. And he's yeah. A, but it turns out that the scientist who created the virus is the one that releases it. Mm. And they weren't on that tangent. And, and so that's kind of nice because it sort of, again, comes back to like and we learn time that, and effect. We learn that the reason that animals roam the earth is because the army of the 12 monkeys that they were chasing actually let all the animals out of the zoo. That's right. Yeah. So in, that's in, why they're roaming the city are we in? So, so they let the animals out of one zoo and then the entire world was yeah. populated by animals. Yeah. Well, in <laughs> movie, well, we in movie in land, the entire world yeah. is America. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But what's the, are we in Philadelphia, is it, or Chicago? Did we get a city? I, 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 I didn't, I didn't yeah. save a city in no. my memory banks. It's not really relevant, which is probably what's really good about this film is the characters and the acting and the story and that are really good and all this time travel shenanigans is very much a secondary plot device in the film. And it causes much confusion to a yeah. lot of people because Bruce Willis just up and vanishes from a locked asylum room where he's strapped to the ground. Yeah. He just disappears. Uh, can we talk about the future elements? So where he's oh, in yes. the future yeah, yeah. he's trapped. <clears throat> I love that stuff. And to me, that's very classic Terry Gilliam. If you go and watch Brazil, like I've told you a thousand times to do, you'll see more of it in that. Um, but I love that element of like, you know, strapped to a chair and then the big ball monitor comes and they're all talking to him from their cranks and turns. Almost like a steampunk yeah, yeah. type visual. Um, he's, you know, I love it. His last visit back there and they get a big painting and hang it above his head to like try and calm him down as he comes out of the... Because <laughs> yeah. he's starting to go mad. He's starting to think, yeah. you know, that's time travel world's not real. I'm making that yeah. up. Or that's not real. One <laughs> of these worlds isn't real. Like, that's what I love about his performance is like it's so disjointed and horribly over the place. And as he starts to lose faith, Madeline Stowe's character starts to believe. Catherine starts story. to believe. Yeah. He goes, "You're right. You knew about the kid in the well, and you, all everything you've said that would happen has happened." And rah rah rah. And it's just a beautiful bit of like poetry. Like, to, yeah, yeah. To I make th- a film like this and to make it coherent is such an achievement within itself. Yeah, absolutely. The that the, the uh, on one occasion when he returns and he's in the hospital bed in, in, in the future. Oh yes. And they all they're all singing to him. Oh, yeah, that's right. that, that was good. So, and and it's, it's a throwback to an old film or something. Yeah, Apparently because they're scene. like, oh, we know you like that kind of music. Yeah. And so they're singing to all these doctors and officials yeah. who are all really quirky characters. And, and the way Gilliam frames everything is beautiful. He almost uses a fisheye lens on some things because he, mm. he crams as much as he can into the frame. And so when he wakes up, there's just like seven faces looking down on him in white coats yeah, singing yeah. to him. And you're like, 
Yeah, no wonder he's starting to turn mad. Like, yeah. this is the world he's <laughs> yeah. going from. And that's why, like, his big diatribe when he's like, oh, I love this place, I love the water and stones in the air. And <laughs> you're like, you would just want to be stuck there. Like, that would be the greatest thing that could happen yeah, to him, yeah. being stuck. And then and they just pull him back. Here. And then they pull him back every time, which is good. It makes for a lot of comedy when he's, you know, locked in the cell and there's no way out except a two-foot-by-two-foot two vent 20 feet high in the air. And they're like, so you're telling me that he climbed out through the vent? <laughs> Yeah, um, but the, that scientist, well, tonight the scientist, the, the, he's on the board of the psychologist or whatever. Yeah, the main guy. When he looks up, no, 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 yeah, like he looks up and he's realised that he escaped through the vent or whatever, or he thinks that. This weird, like, clicking thing with his mouth. He goes, or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Like, what is that? I think a lot of characters yeah, in this film like, have odd quirks. Weird, weird ticks. <laughs> that, that character seems to have, an, like, an oral fixation. In multiple scenes, he's doing things with his mouth. Yeah, when he's yeah. telling her off in the other scene, he's doing that as yeah, well. Yeah, he's going like this. I, I don't know. Which I have to assume is probably, especially the whole um, asylum room scenes, I have to assume that's a choice they've made in the film. Yeah. Because they're wanting you to think that one of these worlds isn't real, that maybe it all just is in his head. At some point, they want the audience to think that. So by putting in little nuances and little things like that, maybe that's about, you know, that's maybe this reality isn't real. It's that's a right. fake reality. Um which I hope, which I hope, was that clever, or you know, we've just invented it now. <laughs> now we're film students, just growing our own <laughs> yeah. theories. Um, I guess one of the other scenes they go through, um, yeah, Christopher Plummer is his dad. How much was that awesome? <laughs> you didn't like his dad? Well, he he doesn't do a yeah, lot. Yeah, he do, yeah, you're right. He doesn't he gets, really. He gets kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. It's a waste of a good Christopher Plummer, but yes. he's, he's awesome yeah. in everything he's in. I love him. Very short lived. Yeah, but I love that the ballroom scene or whatever the fundraiser scene when Bruce Willis yeah. goes to see him at the fancy dinner party and they're all yeah. black and white suits. And again, we were talking about Brad Pitt's performance. That's one of his best performances yeah. in that whole scene where he's just like, Oh, I'm not crazy. Uh, he walks in, Oh, I've never seen this guy before. Turns around and <laughs> just walks out. And the guy's like, Bruce Willis, is like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> the army of the 12 monkeys, which uh, I guess we get. The two versions of the end of the movie is where we, we think it's that, but it actually ends up being the... That's right, yeah. His, his memory's sharpening as where, the, where do I know that scientist from? What movie have I seen him in? Yeah, I, I feel like he's been a, like a creepy character in he's, something else. Yeah, he's got the that The guy face. that released the virus. Yeah, with the yes. long yeah, red yeah, hair yeah. and a ponytail, which is just a crime against humanity. <laughs> like, if you long red hair in a ponytail, yeah. wow, on a, on a grown man, a 45-year-old man. I, I did recognise him at the time, but again, I couldn't tell you what he was in. That's what IMDb's for. Yeah, he's got one of those faces I, I did write down. Who is that guy? What have I seen him in? And then <laughs> That, that was all the follow-up we did. Yeah. Ghost Rider. That's what I saw him in. Bang. No, really? wait. Drive Angry. No. <laughs> yes. Drive Angry with oh. Nicolas Cage. When he, uh, when he, yeah, don't worry about it. It's a terrible film. There's a lot of nudity in it though if you like boobs. Um, and <laughs> Who doesn't like boobs? Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Someone out there probably doesn't. Stupid comment. Well, uh, yeah, right into the show if you don't like boobs. <laughs> something else I noticed, I, I probably haven't seen enough movies around that, that era, but they used a lot of real animals, which, yeah. which I thought was like, is it some, Surprising, like around that time, in a lot of yeah, those kind of movies, I mean, didn't they use a lot of like? Is that like ninety five? Like your Jumanji era, right? Yeah. So I'm guessing, yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't be using. I don't think I this don't, movie. Yeah. Would, I don't think this would have the budget for computer generated animals. Yeah. You know, you've got all the technology to make them passable. Like, like the public, and it's yeah. probably just easy enough to. I mean, I, I assume it was green screen with the giraffes on the highway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but everything yeah. else is just real animals. Yeah. I would think. And how they get the uh, the lion on the rooftop at the beginning? Well, yeah, like how did, I don't know. How that, uh, <laughs> like I assume it's a well trained. Yeah, 
It's a lion. There's a lion, maybe a lion tamer yeah. ducking down behind one of the pillars. It's like, <laughs> stay, stay. <laughs> Don't jump off the building. Yeah. Uh, presumably that's all a set as well. I assume there'd be a bit of green screen. But yeah, no, the animals, that is a good point. 95, just after Jurassic Park. But yeah, they wouldn't have the budget. No, they can't. Yeah. I don't think Terry Gilliam's ever had massive budgets. I think Brothers Grimm's probably the biggest budget film he's ever had. Mm. And that was that uh, Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah, yeah, Who's the other? And they're hunting fairy tales. God, Heath Ledger, Matt Damon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, in terms of the ending of the film, yeah, you get a nice little bit of, oh, yeah, because he, he has the flashes of himself getting shot but he's yeah, the man he has shot he ha- but he's yeah. in disguise he has the repeated dream yeah man also yeah. has got blonde hair rather than a dark hair she has in the film so when you get to that point you're like oh my god that's young him seeing his future version of himself being killed and I like that ties it off in a nice little room but then you see the guy getting away with the virus so was he are we supposed to believe that when he was getting inspected that he let the virus out there you know, he makes yeah. it up in the canister, so yeah. like... But, but, but then how did he survive the rest of the journey to all those different countries? Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> If he's like, there's like, no odour. Or was he just crazy and he's well, like, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. But we don't know that it killed 5 billion people instantly, so it could well, be... That, no, that, no, that's a good point. We are yeah, giving very yeah. ambiguous yeah. information about how it did and how long yeah. it took yeah. to do it. Which I guess is part of the whole, like, yeah, why, why he doesn't even try and... Stop it, but then in the end, he does try and stop but it. He's just on yeah, the wrong there path. is, in general, very little information about the virus other than it wiped out. Yeah, which I think is a good move because yeah. it's not really necessary. Yeah, because it, it's, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Like, it's showing that it's not, it's not about the plot, it's about the message. So the plot is, yeah, and give minimal and details. your character's motivation to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really good. Hmm. 12 Monkeys is definitely one I'd highly recommend. Um, I've liked this film a lot. I haven't seen it in a while, so it was good to refresh. Um, but I've watched it every couple of years and like I said, love Terry Gilliam. So I'd definitely recommend this film. Tobes? Yeah, I think, I think I'd think it. Like, it's, I feel like I've seen a lot of modern movies like it that, that do the same. Dabble in the time travel? But, 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 but because I've only watched it recently, I didn't grow up around that time and yeah. suddenly it was made, well, it came, came out a year after I was born. Yeah, so that's, wow. It's... It, <laughs> It's hard to say whether it's like it, it was probably it was probably the original, and then a lot of movies now have drawn from it. Yeah, and but yeah, yeah so, so, so I, yeah, so yeah, I, I, I'd say it's a, it's a recommend. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's if it's if it's the Godfather in that sense of, of those the, kind of kind films. Of time yeah, 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 yeah. There's not there's fews that have tried to I think copy Terry Gilliam's yeah, style. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a drag that recommend out of you though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like Bruce Willis is always Bruce Willis. Yeah. I, I, but that's, I think that's in his contract, like when he comes up yeah, with the movie. Yeah, that, well, that's right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they you've want. written a character on the page. I'll just be playing Bruce Willis as this character. Yeah. It's like, all right, Mr. And, Willis. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. But, but like, uh, I heard you guys earlier sound like Brad Pitt's performance was great. Mm. And I, I was like, mm. he w- I feel like it was overacted a little bit. That like the being that insane, it was it was a bit forced. Yeah, like, just, just for me personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but but that's that's also it's the style of acting at the time. Maybe like you know, it's like at the yeah. time it was it was just how it was done. But 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 if that if that was on TV now or on yeah, movie, look, you'd be like, oh, is that? I, I definitely get what you're putting down. More subtlety. Um, or, yeah, we're a bit more uh, people, a lot more savvy when yeah, it comes to yeah, films these yeah. days. 
So we're a little, everyone's a little bit more critical. Everyone's a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you watch films like this, there is a certain level of sort of allowance of a handicap that you've got of to course, give these older yeah. films. And that's why, um, uh, yeah, I didn't want to be like, oh, that was just terrible. Like, <laughs> I like it, but I totally understand, yeah. Yeah, for the time which it came is good. Out, so it just gets across the line for you, though. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, it, it came across that way, but yep. but I, I do, it's a recommend. Oh, nice. I recommend. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to kick you out. <laughs> yeah. No. Please watch Brazil, though. I'd love to hear what you think about Brazil. I will, I will, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I recommend as well, uh, if you like a good film that will leave you scratching your head at the end, then yes. How many years after this were you, were you born? Uh, yeah, four. <laughs> yeah, no. I think when you said that, we both sort of looked at each other like, oh. I was born way before this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of when we were born, 1994, we go back one year to um, Pulp Fiction, which is yeah. a, a great example of, a, I, I guess... A different example of a messed up timeline, mm. of, a, of a complicated timeline. Pulp Fiction, I guess, jumps around in the sense that we see three or four stories come together and they overlap and intersect at different points. Yeah. And we start at the, be- uh, the beginning. No, we start at the end and end at the beginning. Correct. We st- yes, for different character stories. That's hard already. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, directed by, obviously, <coughs> Quentin Tarantino. We were, I'm sure everyone who is familiar with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Death Proof. Um, Hateful Eight, uh, Glorious Bastards, uh, Django Unchained. Has almost a flawless record, in my opinion. Big fan mm. of him as a director. Um, and this is, I guess, this is kind of his opus. I think Pulp Fiction. Uh, obviously, he wrote it with a with another um, gentleman called uh, Roger Avery, who did a few odds and uh, odds and ends on it. So he's got a story credit, but he's the famous for Rules of Attraction. Um, and I think I think he had a dabble in the American Psycho as well, because they're same universe movies. If you didn't know that, they are. Uh, and Silent Hill, which is a nice little gory horror film. Uh, runtime's two hours and 34 minutes. It's a Tarantino film, so if you're not prepared to sit down for two hours... Right. Bust not... out the intermission. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, now he's getting to the point like Hateful Eight where he's actually... Actually putting in intermission. He's going back to olden days. <laughs> stars, obviously, we are spoiled for stars. Mm. We have Tim Roth, uh, Amanda... Amanda Plummer, uh, John Travolta's big comeback, Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, Ving Rhames, Eric Stoltz, uh, Rosanna Arquette, and, of course, Uma Thurman, who is a big uh, muse of his. Um, big cast, big story, intellecting, two and a half hours, and yet it's, it's such a likeable film. I, yeah. I, I love this. Yeah, so much. Brilliant, um, brilliant film. Before we dive into it, though, you hadn't seen it before. Tony. Yes. This is, this is your first it's, it's viewing. extremely you. embarrassing, yes. No, uh, yeah. no, it's cool. We like so to break I, cherries yeah, on the show. I watched all these movies twice because they were all like, uh, like cool. quite, yep. uh, quite intellectual movies mm, um, yeah. Just, yeah. just to get a greater understanding, especially Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Like, oh, there's gotta, so many you layers have to, to Pulp Fiction. That's what yeah. I was going to say to you. Yeah. If this was the first time you've seen it, you actually have to go back and watch it again Yeah. and then the film makes so much more sense after that. Yeah, as you pull back the layers on this film, yeah, I mean... I hadn't watched it in probably a good uh, nearly nearly eight or ten years because this was the film I had to do for my study when I was at um, studying film, and so we, I had to dissect it, so it kind of ruined the film for me a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. I was afraid to go back to it, but it was so good to revisit, and it's just I forgot how good. Because I always go, look, Reservoir Dogs is my favourite film. He's his first film. I think it's one of the best films he's made. But, yeah, this guy, this is close to knocking it off. It's such a beautifully orchestrated story. Like the dialogue is so good, and, and the dialogue. And correct me if I'm wrong. We we're just talking about this about holding up. You know, this is from 1994. I reckon mm. this dialogue holds up. Yes, and no that's, problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if anything, I guess a lot of people have tried to mimic it and skewer that kind of banter conversation mm-hmm. that that he yeah. creates. 
but he finds the right actors for the right banter and the conversation is is brilliant. Mm. You know, like our opening scenes with Vincent and um, Jules, uh, Samuel yeah. Jackson and yeah, John yeah. And he's just talking about he just got back from Amsterdam and, you know, this is what they have and, you know, we took we mentioned just before how quotable, before we started recording, how quotable yeah. this film. This yes. film is just every, every scene has every single line a is, great is quote. A quote. And, yeah. and people throw quotes out of this all the time, yeah. you know. Um, I love that opening scene, you know, where he talks about the beer, you can get a beer at McDonald's. and Yeah, Royale with cheese. Royale with yeah. cheese, you know, <laughs> one of the best quotable line, you know, lines of the entire film. Um, I would dare say... Do you want to take a punt at the, the plot? A punt at the plot. Yeah, it's a hard... I mean, how I've you... never actually sat down and thought about the plot. No, is it not until I, like I just said movie. it, which is yeah. why I threw it to you. Thank you for no that. No problem. I, I, I will catch that time bomb. And... Well, we've got... Is it three main yeah, storylines? Three, three main yeah. stories. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. So you've got Vincent and Jules who are the enforcers for... Marcellus. Uh, Marcellus Wallace, who is the, you know, the, the kingpin in the town. Um, and their, um, or Jules's struggle with life and his job and what yep. it all means to him. And we've got Butch, who's a boxer, an amateur boxer, um, who is being paid off to fix a fight for Marcellus Wallace. Yep. Um, and we've also got the Tim Roth um Characters, Amanda Plummer, and uh, Amanda Plummer, yeah, yeah as pumpkin the, and honey, honey bunny, honey bunny. Yeah. Ringo and uh, Yolanda, yeah, yeah, which is our opening scene, mm, which I think yeah. is the fucking best way yeah. a movie opens. Fantastic, just they're that. just talking about the dynamics of robbing banks and how to be yeah. better to rob restaurants. Because yeah, yeah. who goes to a restaurant yeah. or whatever? Yeah. And they're so good. Oh, honey bunny, you had the best idea yeah. when we were at that bank where you took everyone's wallets. Well, yeah. That was a great idea, just poorly executed. You know, what if we did that in a restaurant and? And I love the way they just get up and it's that great opening scene yes. where it's like, all right, everybody, this is a robbery, stay calm. She's like, if every one of you, one, what did she say, last motherfuckers move? Yeah. And then and then this this great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. This outlandish just, yeah, like, that, that style. It, is, it's almost, a, it's almost you can see why he wanted to do Grindhouse later in his career because yeah. he's kind of doing mm. it here. And I love halfway through there, and we get the credits at the start, which I always dig. And then halfway through that, you hear the radio change to a more mellow song, and then that's what's playing in the car. With then we cut to yeah. the car. Yeah. yeah, brilliant way to open a film. Brilliant way. Like just the at every point in this film, all the beats are hit. There's, there's yeah. no, like it's it's creating its own beats. It's yeah. always it's just it's it's really driven the whole way. Through. Yeah, and we have so we're jumping between storylines, but we're also jumping mm. between storylines where other storylines are overlapping. Yes. So the first time we see Bruce Willis. We're about, we see Vincent and Jules, but they're about three quarters of the way through their storyline, but yeah. they're crossing paths, um, which I think he's done brilliantly. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which and there's a few occasions where we go back in time to see the same thing from someone else's perspective as yeah. well. So. Yeah, yeah, and, but it's not, we should say to people, like, it's hard to, to talk about and sort of promote it, but I, don't, I didn't find it confusing at all. No, 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 no. Like, I remember even the first time I watched it, I'm just like, this makes sense. Like, so that's, all right, so we come back to that and yeah, I fantastic. Think what, as you watch it, I think the first time you're sort of a little bit you're not quite sure what's going on. Yeah. And then you get to the end and it all kind of wraps up and you go, oh, yeah, I got that. And then the second viewing, as I was saying, 
that's when everything kind of falls into place, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, so I agree with you. This is a film with just multiple views, pull back the sheets and you're going to get mm. more and more every time you watch it. I mean, it, it's, it's mainly the dialogue, especially when, when Vince and Jules are walking to the to the house from their car. All that dialogue, the first time oh, that, yeah, that I watched it, the Adela- the even though I was listening, it, none of it registers because they're talking about Mia, Mia Wallace. and yeah, Who hasn't been introduced yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. talking about characters who, who you, you don't, don't know about know. as yeah. a viewer yeah. yet. So, yeah. That, that second viewing is like, oh, yeah, I understand everything now. Yeah, but um, they still engage, though, because they're yeah, talking yeah. about, like, you know, oh, this guy gave her a foot massage yeah, and yeah. got thrown out of a four-storey window, and you're like, oh, this sounds great. I like it when he goes, uh, the, the, the fat guy, and he goes, I wouldn't go as far as call him fat. He's got a yeah. weight problem, but he's yeah. Samoan. Yeah, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's Samoan. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I think we get one of the probably the most iconic scenes. I mean... Uh, Having not seen this film before, you surely must have been aware of this scene of um, where they break in with these three kids and yes, did I break your concentration? Yeah. Do they speak English on what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, these three kids, they they jump and they jump them, and you know they've tried to rip off Marcellus, and so yeah, you've got um, Samuel L. Jackson just spewing this dialogue. Yeah, like him and Tarantino dialogue are just a match yeah. made in heaven. Yeah. Like, and you've got. Um, uh, uh, Vincent in the background, like he's in the kitchen, just like looking around, kind yeah, of just yeah, he's like, beer, he's yeah, letting yeah. Samuel yeah. Jackson do his thing. Yeah, and he's just then he just when he needs to step up, he just stands up yeah, with his gun yeah, and waits so. for his cue. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool, and I love, I like, you know, this is why I like Tarantino so much. You know, it's a scene where they've come to collect on it, and the first forty-five seconds to a minute of this scene is spent. Talking about what kind of burger and drink you've got. <laughs> yep. oh, yeah. Kahuna burger? Great. Yeah. Let me let me have a bite. And then he's like, can I have some, what's in the soda? Sprite. Cool. Can I have some? Yeah. Okay. And then he drinks it until you hear the. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Hear, yeah. You, hear, you hear the end of the cup. Like it's, such, like it's such a power play, but it's, like, yeah. like this guy's got a gun <laughs> and he's going to kill this guy. Like but, the theatrics of it are so, I don't know, unbelievable, but at the same time, highly works entertaining. so well. Yes, yeah, it yeah. works so well. Well, he knows um, he, he knows he's in the power, in the position of power. Yeah, so he's going to torture him a little bit as well. And yeah, you know, he's, he's like he's a taking, high school bully. Yeah, and as we learn later on, when he's talking about, because obviously towards the end of that scene, they have the guy. There's a fourth man who comes bursting out with the hand yeah. cannon. And, as they and call blood, it. Yeah. Yeah, as they call it and starts blasting it, away it and misses them, them completely yes. all six shots. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, that's when uh, Jules has his epiphany of, yeah, you know, epiphany. of God, God's divine intervention. Yeah, that's right. Uh, met with a bit of ridicule by... Uh, and Vince is, very, is, in deni- is in denial of the situation. And yeah, yeah. It's a bit of luck. I know for years there was talks of doing a prequel for these two. I mean, it's too late now. They're so yeah, old and fat. Like, you can't do it. You yeah. can't do it. <laughs> Um, but man, that would have been a great movie. Just yeah. these characters just chewing up scenery. See for them an on hour a journey. Half, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be down for that. <laughs> um, I think uh, from that scene, that's where we sort of. I want to point out what I like in the, this film. There's two coincidences. I'm going to jump forward a little bit as well as this. So they take the Marvin kid with them, the one kid they didn't shoot. Yep. Yep. Um, and they're having a conversation in the car, and he's talking to him about uh, miracles. <laughs> and his gun goes off, and he blows his brains yep. out. And it, <laughs> Fuck man, that car just gets plastered with blood and brain matter. <laughs> yeah. Like as gory as that is, yeah. that's yeah. such a good bit of cinema. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, "What did you do? I shot him. What did you do? I didn't mean it." Because <laughs> yeah. he's just talking to him as he leans over the back yeah. seat, and boom! What a great little coincidence that diverts our story on a completely different narrative. And it happens again later in the film when we go through Butcher's storyline as the boxer who's paid to throw a match and doesn't, and ends up killing the other boxer in the yeah. process of not mm. throwing the match. And we learn that he made a shitload of money by betting on himself. Betting on himself, yeah. And so, but he has, um, 
his storyline, I guess, is he meets up with his his girlfriend who uh, packed everything but forgot to pack his watch, which brings us to another iconic scene. Walking, oh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Oh. I'll jump back to it, but just ah. quickly before I do, the coincidence I love, which is another coincidence, and, you know, they say in movies you can't never have more than two coincidences for them to be plausible. This is my favourite one. When he goes back, gets the watch, he kills Vincent Vega because... Vegas on the toilet taking yeah. a shit and leaves, a book, his leaves his gun on the bed. And then so Willis blows him away. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah. hitmans have to take shits too. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, that's what I love about Tarantino. Like, he just finds, he finds the normal, like, he finds the ordinary in the extraordinary. And it's so brilliantly done. But that's what I love about Bruce Willis sort of drives off confidently, like, oh, yeah, I beat him. And he pulls up to the lights. This is how you're going to do it. They're always going to underestimate yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> and he's giving himself this real confidence, yeah. pat on the back. <laughs> Pulls up to lights and who's walking past? None other than Marcellus Wallace. The person he ripped off. The person yeah. he ripped off and he's got his fucking grocery bags. Yeah. What does he say? Oh, like, he goes, I think he just goes, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's exactly it. Yeah. And you're like, what a great little coincidence. Yeah. You don't have to contrive this plot where they cross paths again. Yeah. He's just driving down near his house <laughs> and obviously Marcellus Wallace is there and he's walking back from the grocery store and he just nails him and then the story continues. But jump back to the walking. Christopher walking. Walken. <laughs> I don't know. Could you think of another actor that could play that part? Because that's the only scene he's in, and he just tells the story of Butch um, as a child, tells him the story of his father's watch. Yeah, which belonged to his grandfather, who was great grandfather. Yep. Tell me, yeah, yeah, yeah. So his great grandfather bought it before he went off to World War One. Yep. And then he gave it to his grandfather, who was shot and killed in action, but managed to get it back to his father, who then got a. Um, captured and was a POW. <laughs> what does he say? He kept this un- uncomfortable hunk of metal up his ass for five years. <laughs> so his, uh, so Butcher's dad was a POW and he kept the watch in his ass yeah. so that he could give it to his son. And then Walken kept and it. And Walken for- kept it for two years. That's right, two more years. Because his dad died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's telling this, you know, eight-year-old boy this story before he hands him the watch. And the, and the kids say, they're like, like what uh, is going like on? Like, like, kids I just hope you watch yeah. that first. Yeah. It's a brilliant scene and when you watch it, I think it's four shots. Yep. Like it's literally four shots. The establishing shot... Walking, who basically the camera doesn't move for yeah. him, and then the and kid, then the kid. Yeah. 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 cut to the kid. It's such a good scene. Like, were you yeah. aware of that prior to seeing the movie? Did you have I, some context? I, I wasn't aware of that scene, but I'd love to I'm so Walken, jealous so of you, though. I'm so jealous of you to get to experience yeah, that for the first any, time. Yeah. Any, like, almost, yeah, fantastic speech. Just from from Walken. Could you, could you give story. it to anyone else, honestly? No, no, just, just, no, just, just the way. Like, yeah. Your father yeah. carried this watch yeah. for five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and the way yeah. he just, the, the Christopher Walken dialogue. <laughs> and, and carried it up yeah. his ass. Yeah, up his ass, yeah. <laughs> five years, yeah. Like, I just can't imagine anyone yeah. delivering that. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I'd, I mean, I'd love to see some kind of interview with Walken about that yeah. experience. Yeah. It'll be like a day shoot. Yeah. Just, just walk in, yeah. smash it yeah. out, like go home. Oh. And the good thing is, it gives us that little scene is what motivates Butch to go back to get That's the right. Watch, yep. um, which is great. So it works on we got good entertainment, plus we've got a motivational drive for a character to go Because he does a good flip out as well on his yeah, girlfriend. Because up until that point with his girlfriend, he's kind of like really, really pussy whipped. He's like, yes, dear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's loving and, yeah, he's and like, oh, please, I'm so He calls a sugar pop. Yeah, and, yeah, and then the moment that happens, he like loses his mind. Throws the TV. Throws the television. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we almost see a little bit of Bruce Willis. 
It's, oh, oh, it's, 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 little... it's still old Bruce Willis. It's all that... Bruce Willis. <laughs> it's I, all... I don't know if there was a sock on or not, but yeah. we almost get a couple of Bruce Willis, little Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis Jr. there. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's keen on Bruce Willis, check it out for that. Or little Bruce Willis. <laughs> or yeah. little Bruce Willis. Yeah. Little Bruce Willis Jr. A lot of a lot of be, um, bare ass Bruce Willis in, oh, you in both these in oh, Twelve Monkeys yeah, and uh, gonna, and Pulp Fiction. I'm glad you brought that up. I think I wrote that in my notes somewhere. <laughs> I think, I think ass, like, Bruce Willis. we see his bare ass three times in <laughs> yeah, Twelve Monkeys. Like, in this week, I've seen Bruce Willis's yeah. ass and nearly his penis <laughs> you feel, several several quota. times. Yeah. Like yeah, you do see his penis for a split second when he's getting out of the shower. Yeah. in this, you, you said that so confidently. Then yeah, you do right. I didn't just make that. Did up. you go yeah, back no. and check? Did you pause? No, no, no. <laughs> you like, my girlfriend made me go back. Frame and by frame. Frame by frame. Uh, it was quite small. It's difficult to see. Actually. <laughs> it was. Oh, well, slandering Bruce, Bruce Willis. Bruce, if you better listening. hope he doesn't listen. So from that point, we have Bruce Willis being pursued by uh, Ving Rhames after crashing his car, and the both of them are pretty fucked up from being hit by a car and crashing a car. Uh, and we end up in, what's the place called? The it's some pawn shop of some kind. Pawn shop, yeah. I always I always keep referencing The Simpsons. You know when The Simpsons have Herman's, Herman's um, yeah. military supplies? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you might be too young for that gag. No, I know. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. going to say, uh, it's, a, it's a classic gag, old one-armed Herman and the uh, <laughs> army military supplies. And there we have, uh, I don't know what that guy's, he calls Zed that guy. Yeah, his name is... is, is uh, Mike? Main, main, Maynard. Maynard. Maynard, that's right, yeah. That's right, classic redneck name. <laughs> Um, and he calls Zed uh, to let him know that the spider has caught himself to flies. <laughs> I wrote down that quote. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great, great quote, isn't but, it? Yeah. Because the two of them sort of roll into the shop and they're yeah. punching and Bruce Willis is going to you know, beat the crap out of him. And, and Maynard pulls a gun and says, you know, you're in my shop, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And knocks Bruce Willis out. Yeah. Uh, and then they wake up in the basement with a gag ball in their mouth. like, And that's just when you're like, wow, this shit just got yeah, real. This, this took a turn for the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kept thinking... I wonder how hard it is to breathe with a gag ball in your mouth. Yeah, it looked quite like quite yeah, taut. It's right in there. It's quite taut. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought, well, I'm doing the podcast with Lappy. I'll ask him. Mm. No, that's too easy. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like, oh, oh, gagged him with a gag ball, and uh, then a cop rocks up named Zed, which just escalates. I don't know why. Yeah. Like the guy in the cop's uniform seems to make me feel even more uncomfortable. Like, is it him? Is it the guy who 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 in the movie Jim Carrey the mask or whatever? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think you're I right. Think he's it's got the villain, but we might be just saying that because he's got that weird long hair. Short, yeah, that long kind of hair. like short, short, mullet, short, short, but long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the guy who puts the mask on and looks really like busted up when he puts the mask on yeah, the mask. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely creepy enough to like this guy's a rapist. Like he looks like <laughs> yes. our. A rapist would look if you had to pitch one, I guess. Um, and then obviously, what do they say? Like, oh, which one do you want to? What does he say? Which one do you want to go? First? Which one do you yeah. want to do first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that just—it's so unsettling. Yeah. And um, oh, sorry. Prior to that, obviously, we have the greatest quotable line: mm. "Go and get the gimp." Go and get yeah. the gimp. <laughs> and he says, "The gimp's asleep." Well, I guess you're just going to yeah. have to go wake and, him up. And that's and that's one of the fantastic things about the movie that they say say these things in such casual ways. It's such normal conversation. Yeah, but and, with these crazy and the way it's framed on. with Marcella's Marcella's face in the in the background, you see him opening the box in the cage. Yeah, and he's and he's like, "Holy shit! This is a guy dressed like head to toe leather with a collar." Yes, and they lead him out. and He sits him down, and I love the way he taps his, taps his head. His oh. head. Thinks he's tapping his head like it's a bar top. That is that is unnerving. That is yeah. so unnerving. He's like, these guys have done this maybe hundreds of times yes. before. Like you said, <laughs> they're, they're well so comfortable. Um, and you're like, so it's just going to be like weird, weird rape, rape that's going to go on yeah. here. And these characters are, 
And I think this is what I like about Tarantino films is they were in this situation that was extreme where, you know, he owes him money because he threw the fight and Bob didn't throw the fight. And, and now they're in a basement in a pawn shop about to be like, you know, raped by two rednecks. Yes. And there's a gimp watching. I don't know what the gimp does or how he participates or yeah. it's weird. Um, so then they, he does his inny, mini miny mo and lands yes. on Marcellus, drags him into the room, closes the door. I yeah. love the way he slow-mos the closing of the door. Yeah. And you're like, this shit's so sinister. Oh, it's creepy. And then the, he ties the gimp up to, and the gimp's just watching Bruce yeah. Willis. Yeah, yeah, keep an eye on him. Yeah, and the gimp's, we should say the gimp's got a zip over yeah. his Yeah, and he's mask. laughing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you can yeah. hear it going on, you can hear him laughing. The muffled laugh. Yeah, and then obviously Sorry. Bruce Willis escapes, and I guess he hangs the gimp. because The gimp cops a good punch to the face. Yeah, yeah. he knocks him out. And, and then he wraps yeah. the lead around him. And he well, because he's already, t- the, they tie up the gimp before they go into the back room. That's right. Yeah. So when Bruce Willis punches him, he's kind of hanging from his lead then. Yeah. So, so I don't you know, know if that kills him or not. Yeah, well, I, I should yeah. choke him out. Oh, maybe. Not. I don't know if he was on his knees though. He was kind of like crouched. So yeah. he was kind of balanced. Maybe even I'm thinking maybe out. a stinger scene in the credits. Yeah. Just the gimp. <laughs> he's alive. He's back into his day to day life. <laughs> still well, he's in, riding he's still a bike along the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just he's having a leisurely ride. Yeah. He's delivering a postman. He's delivering yeah, yeah. mail. He's all in full leather, but with the cap, the postman's cap on. I love the I love how it uh you know, obviously the quote earlier in the film, uh nobody fucks Marcellus except his wife. Yes. And he and gets yeah. fucked by the you know. Yeah, yeah, and this happens a lot yes, in this, the film. I, uh um, yeah. yeah. You just you, you know, we, we we talked about the what was the line about the penis? Yeah, tip of, tip of the penis when they were going in regards to the piercings, the book book on piercings. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Your whole body yeah. feel like the tip of the penis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. Yeah. So I think Tarantino is very clever at sort of peppering that stuff. Yeah, in, and it has the throwbacks, really nice throwbacks. Um, obviously Bruce Willis escapes, and we get a nice little <laughs> clip of him. He's going to leave, and then decides not to leave. He sort of thinks about it and picks his weapon. Then picks <laughs> his weapon. Yeah. So <laughs> what does got, he start we, with? He starts with a claw hammer. That's right, yeah. And then he moves to a baseball bat. Which I think Clawham is kind of a bit of a nod to old boy because Tarantino's a love fan of the old, uh, old Japanese Yeah, Netflix. Yep. Yeah, then so it, then grabs a baseball bat and yep. then upgrades to a chainsaw yep, and right. then upgrades to a katana. That's right. I love it when he looks up and he just smiles. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is he looking yeah. at? And then it's the katana. Uh, and then he comes down and yeah, kicks the door in. Does Busts slashy, up that first slashy. dude, slashes yeah. him, then does the turn. Yeah, the, the, like a, 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 quite a, a traditional Japanese yeah, like, uh, samurai move, isn't yeah, it? He's yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, and he goes down and, uh, yeah, then she and gets Then goes out of the way, butch, and, yeah. then he, and he shoots the guy in the guts with a shotgun. Yeah. How graphic is it, though? We cut to Marcellus just getting thumped from behind. Yeah, and, yeah. Just, and you're like, this yeah. shit, like... Yeah, it's ballsy. Like, it's just full-blown yeah. rape scene there. Like, yeah. and this big black guy's getting raped by this cop and yeah. the other guy. Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. In the context of this film, it's like, shit, this is really heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, that's such a great scene where he's like, you know, what, what's up? You know, are you all right? What do you say? He's like, are you okay? And he goes, I'm far from okay. That's right. Yeah. So the whole And the whole time, though, we, like, visually, Bruce Willis is standing behind Marcellus. Yeah. Uh, mm. Butch is behind Marcellus. And Marcellus is just, you know, he's just shot the guy in the dick with the shotgun. <laughs> he's on the ground, you know, yeah, squirming. Squirming in pain. And he says, yeah, I'm far from okay. And he's like, oh, I meant what's up with us. And he's like, well, you know, we're good. We're yeah. good. But there's two things, you know, one, you know, yeah. don't ever tell don't him anyone about, about this. And what, what was the second? <laughs> you've lost, <laughs> you've, you've, oh, you've, you've lost your LA privileges. Yeah, so, and then Marcellus is obviously like, 
has that line about we're going to get some blue torches and yep. some pliers yeah, and mess yeah. these guys up big time. So, you, you know, you, you don't really feel sorry for Zed. But, uh, and then, obviously, Butch hightails it, steals Zed's uh, motorcycle. As a chopper. Uh, it's not a chopper. It's a motorcycle. It's a chopper. What am I thinking? Which, yeah. And then I guess he sails off to the sunset after a little bit of a scene with his, his crazy girlfriend. Fabian, yeah. Um, and the other story we really didn't cover was um, Vince and um, Mia, Wallace. Mia Wallace. Yeah. Which is, again, and, I mean, this movie has so many iconic scenes, doesn't it? I keep saying that. Oh, the iconic yeah, scene. But yeah. this one has some, you know, we've got a dance scene where they go to the yeah. Jack Rabbits. Jack Slim, Rabbits. Jack and they're served Slim by Steve yeah. Buscemi playing yes. Woody. Woody um, no, uh, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. Woody Holly. That's not a thing. That was a stripper I knew. No, um, it's all good. Which I love. A five dollar shake. He's like, I just got to see what a five dollar yeah, shake tastes like. Shake. Yeah. And then we get the dancing, which is great. Like, for yeah. A, and then, sorry, sorry no. go for it. No, 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 no. And, and just their their faces are all serious, and it's a long dance. Scene. Oh, when it's they're dancing, very, it's yeah, quite a long dancing. Yeah, Travolta has this yeah. weird intense, intense stare the whole time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He's just doing his thing. Or Bearing just... in mind he is completely off his chops because he shut up before yeah, he went which and picked he, which, her up. Yeah, which is the good thing you kind of get off him. And then we yeah. see cut to them at the house and they rock back and they're both, you know, drunk and drunk, on drugs. Yeah. And, and yeah. then she snorts some of his. Yeah, she finds his, his blow in the. Yeah, the and him for cocaine. Yeah. yeah. And Heroin. she ODs almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which she is. Scene... she's made a mistake. Yeah, and then she just throws her head back and plunges, yeah. blows out. And then obviously he panics. He's going to take it back to the guy he bought the drugs off, which is Eric Stoltz. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that's a great scene. The that opening scene when he buys the drugs, which I jump back when he first buys the yes. drugs, and he's like, "Oh, you know, hey, uh, Trudy out there, you know, she's she's single. If you're interested, she with all the shit in her face. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's my wife. <laughs> that's, that's my, my wife. wife. <laughs> and I love the way Jordan just goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he just yeah, laughs yeah, at yeah, it. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> she's with all the shit in her face. No, that's my wife." And he just laughs at him. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, which, yeah, takes us back. I love the way Travolta just crashes into the house with the Cadillac. Yeah. Quite a good shot, too, because it's kind of Stoltz opens the door and looks out and we see the car go past. Yeah. And then the house kind of shakes a little and it's boom, boom, boom. Um, and then, yeah, the fuck, man, I always find it really hard to watch this scene. I don't know about you guys. Oh, the adrenaline shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it's not confronting for me. No, yeah. see, I'm like so immune to it. I can watch a movie where someone gets all their body parts hacked off and I'm fine, but. Needle, Giant needle, needle through stuff. the chest plate. Yeah, no, no good. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just mm. in the stabbing motion. Yeah, yeah. So stab it three times. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I love the way they're all arguing. Just, yeah. Yeah, just, just, just him, him and his wife yelling at each other while he's trying to find the medical kit. <laughs> yeah, just yelling. Right. It's hilarious. It's like it's the banter dialogue. in this movie could be a movie all in itself. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just so good. Exactly. Yeah, there should be a banter documentary done on Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue's brilliant, but their execution is even better. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we kind of get towards the end of the film, and we well, again we're jumping all over the place, but yeah, with the Honey Bunny and that robbing the the diner, which yep. we now have Vince Vincent and Jules, and Jules are there. Yep. Um, after a brief scene of cleaning up the car in their storyline, which oh Harvey Keitel, which we should mention oh, Harvey Keitel oh. as the wolf uh, who comes over, and Quentin Tarantino playing. Jimmy? Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the only character I don't like, and I think it's because Quentin Tarantino's playing it. Yeah, like, he's not a good actor. No, no. It's kind of funny how though he's like given those two a real yeah. hard time, yeah. and then when the wolf comes over, he's like, "Yeah, no, Mister Wolf, I'll get you a cup of coffee, no problem." Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. And Harvey Keitel does it for like five minutes, and he's just fucking yeah, so yeah, cool. Just, in and out. just yeah. cool, man. He's just the coolest. Yeah. And then he, you know, he gets him dressed in this stupid t-shirts and shorts and. 
they go to the car yard to get rid of the body and then he's like taking the chick from the car yard out for breakfast. Yeah. He's like, so, you know, I see you boys, I see public transport in your future. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I, the woman's, I love the way they're speaking, getting in the car and taking off. He's like, she's like, he says, oh, they've got character. And she's like, I've got character. He's like, no, you are a character. Yeah. That doesn't mean you've got character. There's yeah. yeah, there's a difference. They get in the car and they speed off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we find them at the diner and um, we have sort of our, I guess it's almost like our last scene really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the last scene, yeah. Yeah, I, I like, think, yeah. It's a lengthy one. And Jules is um, going to lose his bad motherfucker wallet. Yeah. yeah I kind of love that so much. Yeah. Like, it's it's almost like a visual gag in itself. He's like, yeah. you know, which one's yours? It's the one with bad motherfucker on it. Yeah. And the wallet literally has bad motherfucker yeah. on yeah. it. Yeah, it's so yeah. good because like uh, Honey Bunny and uh, Pumpkin are robbing the place. And they still have everyone's wallets and things. And then, Empty like, the till, obviously, yeah. bloody Jules turns the situation while Vince is in the bathroom taking a shit again. Again. Which is a going thing. Fastest bowels in, in the world. And, uh, yeah, he turns the table on him. He's like, you know, this is what's going to happen, but I want my wallet back. And then he mm. gives him the money from the wallet, which I yeah. like. Yeah. He's like, which is my wallet? <laughs> it says bad, <laughs> bad motherfucker. motherfucker. And he, like, pulls out and actually says bad motherfucker. And then it's his whole, his whole rant. Yeah, so Samuel about, Jackson again. Yeah, yeah. Great he, gives the, he gives the scripture without the execution then. Yeah, yeah. and he says, I don't yeah. know why I used to say it like I thought, it, you know, because it just sounded cool before I blew someone away. And then he's like, I think I realise now that I'm the shepherd. I'm not the, you know. And it's kind of like real not pointing. And fucking, I can't remember the actor's name. He's so good. He's in a few Tarantino films. Who plays Pumpkin? Oh, uh, Tim, uh, Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah. Tim Roth, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and he, the way he's just standing there just stunned and just yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then you've got Amanda Plummer who's just like, you fucking let him yeah. go. Yeah. He's like, you tell him to be cool. Out. What's Fonzie? What's Fonzie? Yeah. Chill out, He's cool. Buddy. He's cool. <laughs> and he's like, that's it. And then, yeah, obviously he just lets him go and um, they bail out of there. And yeah. Then I love the way, because <laughs> obviously uh, Vince Vega shows up halfway through it and then so they're walking off to the till and I love the way they're just looking around. Just put the guns in the front of yeah, their shorts. Yeah. And- we should probably get out of here. Yeah, we should yeah. probably get out of here. And like you say, it was such an abrupt ending. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, but great music coming in at perfect points. Yeah. Great, fantastic soundtrack. I mean, the whole soundtrack is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, Even like when yeah. they're um, what did you say it was called? Jack, Jack Rabbit's? Jack Rabbit's Limbs. Yeah. I'll do a reverse uh, Wagman. My brother b- bought this soundtrack and I stole it off him for a long time. Right. So it's actually a really good soundtrack. Yeah, right. So, and for I think I owned it on CD at one point. There's um there's an Urge Overkill track on it which is, you know, girl you'll be a woman soon. Yeah. yeah. And for such a laid out track, yeah, as if the band has a name called Urge Overkill, like they sound like a thrash metal well, I thought band. That to was, me. Isn't that a Neil Neil it, Sedaka a, song? I thought it's a Bruce Springsteen song. Oh. That they're, they're covering. Yeah. I thought yeah, yeah. I thought it was Neil Sedaka or Someone like that. I'm crazy. Well, we'll save that for our music podcast. Yeah, girl. Boom, boom. It's such a good song. Yeah. The way she danced to it. Yeah. Yeah. Love you so much, Ken. It's again. It's set out. It's one shot, and we follow her dancing while he's not. I like that way he's in the bathroom, just yeah, trying to talk. One drink, just go home. Yeah. Like, he just does not want to like <laughs> go home and yeah. you're gonna jerk he, off. Like he knows. Yeah, I'm gonna go home, jerk off, and that'll be the end of it. Like he knows <laughs> that they have some you know good banter, good, some chemistry, good chemistry, and they yeah. won a dance contest. So, uh oh. No, it's awesome. Um, in case you couldn't tell, it's obviously a recommend from me. Uh, I fucking yeah, love this film. It's, it's, so good. it's a classic that, I, it's that, I, that I've only just seen. Yeah. <laughs> but now you'll be out in the world and you'll be able to talk to people. You'll be at a party Easy. somewhere yeah. and someone's talking Tarantino and you're like, have you seen all of his other films as well? No, not all. No, definitely not. I bet, but I, Hopefully that yeah, motivates but, you to get into oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Jackie Brown's yeah. probably one of his worst, but I watched yeah. that after I watched this because I was just I hadn't seen that in a long time yeah. either. 
And it's still good, Michael Keaton. I thought it was going to resurrect him, but Birdman did that. It's, it's definitely not as good as this, which, you no. know, most but, things aren't. Yeah. But, yeah. This point, um, I think I read online, Bruce Willis, this was like a gamble role for him because a lot of the movies around that time for him had been box office failures. Mm. So this was him dropping his status. Oh, like stepping at that down. T- yeah, stepping down. And, and Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it was a gamble he took, and it and it revived his career at that point. Apparently, oh, he's yeah, yeah. And so revived Travolta scene. as well. Oh, yeah, oh, Travolta yeah, of course, yeah, Travolta, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I once heard the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. Ian Ziering was talking about Sharknado. Ian Ziering from Nine Hundred Two One Hundred Fame, yeah. who's in Chuck Zero, and he said, "This is my Pulp Fiction." And I'm just like, "You're a f- you are never being resurrected if you're comparing Sharknado to Pulp Fiction." But he is a certifiable moron. Well, he's now not done anything else but three other Sharknado movies. <laughs> So that's I think right. that speaks for I don't itself. think they made Pulp Fiction 2 and 3, so maybe not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you recommend it now that you've seen it? Yeah, of course, yes. I, I, it's it's like the epitome of film. Yeah. I feel it, it's, if you look online, any of the movies, like 100 greatest films of all time, it's, it's in the top 10. Yeah, always, always, always up there. there. Um, I feel like the three yeah. movies we're look, looking at are always in those top lists. Yeah. Like, like, 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Hmm. Marky Mark. Love it, love it, love it. Such a good film. And did you say you watched it with Nat? Uh, we watched it previously because I was, right. you know, again, outraged that she'd never seen it. Of course. And I, I you know, admittedly saw it way too young. This is a 18 plus movie in yeah. Australia and I saw it at whenever it came out. So yeah. probably 12 or 14 or however old it was. I'd have to do the maths. Yeah. Um, so I was way too young to see it then, but seen it many times since. Owner on DVD, great, great film. Love yeah. it to bits. Yeah. And like I said, soundtrack even. Um, in my... Very shameful days in a um, stage band at high school. I tried to get them to play some decent music, and I tr- and I brought them Jungle Boogie from that soundtrack. Oh, really? Like, Please, can we play this track? Can and I- they they liked it. They dug it, but we never. You need at least two basemen for that. No. Nah. I don't know music. <laughs> what were you in the band? Out of curiosity, guitar, guitar, right? Yeah, you know, like you know that about me, don't you? Well, yeah, but with electric guitar or bass yeah. guitar? No electric, yeah. Awesome. All right. Three recommendations. Absolutely. Just yeah. Recommending yeah. all rounds lately. It's awesome. We've I been watching it. good films lately. We're going to have to get into some cruddy films yeah. again. I'm maybe find maybe that'll crud. tie in nicely. We'll do some modern films, which will naturally give us some crud. Yeah, yeah we could do Turtles. We, yeah, we're talking about Batman vs. Superman Turtles. And Batman vs. Superman gets its whole season to yeah, itself, yeah. where I spend 15 episodes <laughs> deconstructing. That's, I don't get a word in edgewise. You just, That's just, yeah. just, you just hit record yeah. and I just go. Yeah. I just spit at the microphone and I go. Uh, speaking of fast-forwarding into more modern films, 2000's Memento. It's hard to believe that it's 2000, but then it's also 16 years old. Yeah, I know. It's a weird thing How to think weird like is that. that? Yeah. yeah, that's like yeah. when Toby said I was born a year before this one. was like, so he was like five when The Matrix came out. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> like, you know, he Jurassic Park was out before him. Jurassic Park's older than him. Like, although, like, like my family and I was brought up, we, we did watch all those movies, like, yeah, when I was three oh, or four, I mean, like I, 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 I'm trying to dig out of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's right though, but I was born in the '80s, but I still yeah. watched all the films. Grew up, my dad made me watch all the stuff, and I loved it. We watched yeah. all the '80s movies, yeah. And then I was obviously much older and able to go to the cinemas in the '90s by yeah. myself. Uh, but yeah, it's the same thing, I think. Yeah. And I would do the same thing. Well, man, if I had a kid now, they probably wouldn't watch anything before two, like after two thousand. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just yeah. very selective. Um, can give the two thousands a hard, yeah. give yeah. such a hard time. <laughs> There is a lot of good films out there, modern films, I should yeah, say. Yeah, There's yeah. a ton I've seen recently that I loved. Um, Memento, directed by the man himself, Christopher oh, Nolan. I think this was his first sort of 
standing up in the main stage. Um, obviously, we know him from the Batman trilogy, Inception, Interstellar, the, Prestige, the Prestige, which I always mess up with that other one. The Prestige is the one with... Hugh, Hugh Jackman and Hugh Christian Jackman, Bale. Christian Bale, right? That's it. Yes, Michael. Because what's the other one I'm thinking of? That's a magician one that came out about uh, the the, Ill- the illusionist. The illusionist, yeah, with Edward uh, Norton. Yes, yeah. Edward Norton. Uh, and he did Insomnia as well, which is also yeah. a really nice film. Mm. Um, I, I love like Inception, as, as, as you mentioned. We mentioned earlier. Yeah, mentioned earlier. Interstellar, I thought was was pretty good. Like yeah. it was a great original concept film. Yeah. Like we don't see a lot of that in modern cinema. Mm. So welcome that. Um, yeah, and then obviously his brother gets a credit for the short story. Um, mm that he was making and then they expanded into the feature and his brother wrote the book. Was that right? Yes. Yeah, so his, his brother wrote the story at the same time that, that Nolan was writing the, the movie and they basically compared notes because yep. they were in different sides of, of the U S I think. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, runtime one hour, 53 minutes. Pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. It didn't, didn't feel like that, it dragged any fine. points. Yeah, which is probably, I guess, given the structure of the way it's the film plays yeah, out. Yeah, well, you're constantly spinning in your chair. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so where am I? What is yep. this? Yeah. Um, stars wise, obviously, Guy Pearce. I think this would have been a big one for Guy Pearce. It was. At the time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it was going to be. It was going to be Brad Pitt. Oh really? But, but uh, uh, it was a mixture of budget and then time constraint. But Brad yeah. Pitt was working on something else. So yeah. Guy Pearce playing Lenny. Uh, Kerry Ann Moss and uh, Joe Joe Pantolino. Yeah, I can't believe Trinity's, you know, the bad character. And he's in Matrix as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Kerry Ann Moss apparently uh, recommended him for the role. Oh, got him. Yeah, yeah, because he's great, Joe Pantolino. I love him. Uh, I won't try and do my impression of him. It's really bad. (laughs) Uh, Plot-wise, I I just wrote like a man with short-term memory loss searches for the man who killed his wife, which I guess is a really basic. Yeah. That's the that's plot. The, that's the mission he's on. Um, yeah, so that's the plot. But but the the main focus is the how the film is presented to the audience. Yeah. So the way the film's presented to the audience, I don't know how we, we can't even really go through it. We're just going to jump back and forward a lot. I mean, the opening scene is the last scene of the film. Yes. Yeah. Played we, out in its entirety. Yeah. And then we basically do little loops from then, so we get the the last. Well, our story starts in the middle of the film when you think about it. This is what I was trying to pull it apart as I was watching it, which was a bad idea. So the film starts in the middle and then one parallel is going backwards. No, no. So so the the film starts at the very end of the story. Yeah, sorry. End of the story. After that, we're about halfway through the story because it's the scene where he's waking up in the hotel room and he's already got the tattoos and stuff like that and we start working backwards. No, no, no. no, no. So, So what it is is the... The colour scenes are... Oh, sorry, we should say there's two tens, yeah, colour and black yes, and white. Yes, so, yes, yes. so the colour scenes are working backwards in time, they're subjective. Yes. And the black and white scenes are objective scenes that work from the beginning of the story. Correct. So it's yes. So it's end of story, so colour, beginning of story. But they're moved out of place of where That's they right. are. Yes. Yep. So the black scenes are always him on the phone talking to someone, which he doesn't like to do. We learn he doesn't like to talk on the phone yes. because he can't judge people. He needs to see them face-to-face because of his short-term memory loss condition. Um, and we get the black and white scenes in between... The, uh, the loops back in time. So yep. I, the way I like to think of it is we start at the end and then we do a little five-minute loop back and then we play to where we started the previous scene on. Or the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So right. then so we just the do scene, this little loop back. What's the scene after the opening scene? So after the opening scene, uh, it's it's Joe Pandeliana's character, um, yep. Teddy, entering while... Oh, he's taking uh, him to that factory where he... No, 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 no. The opening... No, no, so, so, so after that opening scene where the... The bullet returns from the ground. He's shot. Yeah, which I love. The opening scene is backwards, but the sound is kept yeah. not backwards, yeah. which is great. 
Um, and then straight after that, it goes to... Oh, well, sorry. The, the very first opening scene is the Polaroid, seeing the picture of the dead... That's right. Dead man. Yeah, and, that, yeah. and that, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be really hard for us to explain, especially oh. in an audio podcast. Yeah, we'll so, try to avoid not doing yeah. it. Like, honestly, if you haven't seen the film, it's probably not even worth listening don't to even this part. No, yeah, yeah, no, don't. Yeah. It's, don't. it's, it's hard enough to watch and make sense of it. Yes. We should just quickly talk about characters then. I mean, this yeah. film is a, I just want to say it's beautifully shot for me. Mm. Like I love the way, and, I, and Nolan, you look at this as early Nolan stuff and you can see it translate in the later Batman stuff when he's got a budget and he's got yeah. a big camera crew and, you know, he can see what he wants to do. Um, I love how this film shot, but I, the Guy Pearce's character is brilliant. Like, I can't imagine, you said yeah. Brad Pitt was so smart, but I can't imagine, this is one of those yeah. moments where I'm like, this is Guy Pearce's role, he owns this. Yeah. So this guy suffers from short-term memory loss, so he went through a traumatic accident where his wife was murdered and raped, which seems to be a theme in a lot of these movies we're watching. Um, and he got shot in the back of the head. No, no, no. Uh, he, 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 he hit the billy hit club, hit yeah, the billy yeah, club yeah, and yeah. the gun was present, that's right. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to explain yeah. that, watch the movie. Um, and he, so he can remember everything up until the accident, and then his and then brain he can't kind of, make he any can't new make memories. New memories. Yeah. Like, yeah, he can't. He's short term memories. And it's, it's so good the way when you start realizing the move, movie's moving backwards, and it starts as you get closer and closer to the end, it starts stitching the scenes together. Because yeah. mm. you're like, oh, he just wakes up on the toilet with a bottle, and he's like, I'm not drunk. Like, yeah. you hear he's in a monologue, I'm not drunk. I don't yeah. feel like I'm drunk. And then obviously, in the few scenes later, we understand how he got there yeah. and what he's doing there. And, and it, it's yeah. it's. It takes you on a journey, and it's like you said, you can't really like if you if you, if you don't pay attention to this film, you're going to get lost. No, yeah, you can't leave it rolling if you go off to the John. Like it's no, nah, yeah. don't be going to the toilet, don't be doing dishes while you're trying to watch this yeah. movie. Yeah, like you, you have need to, to be paying attention. I think it's it's one one movie where the um where the inner dialogue, like like the narrator, works. Yeah, absolutely. That, that the voiceover, basically. That yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of voiceover, but when yeah. it works well. It, Great, yeah, because really you get the idea that he's constantly um, in a in a confused state, like he's mm. piecing together his life as it happens all the time. He's got no ability to figure out what's going on. So even every morning he wakes up, he doesn't know where he is or what's going on yep. because he doesn't realise that he went to sleep in a different place. But we also learn it doesn't just happen every morning, you know. Yeah, if his concentration is broken, the Natalie character where he. Yeah. She starts, oh, man, she mouths off. That's a great dead scene. Wife. Oh, that's that's that. I love it. Yeah. She calls love his that. wife a cunt and she's yeah. Yeah. probably she's got like, syphilis. Do, do you know what well. causes short-term memory loss? This venereal, you know, disease. venereal disease. And so he punches her in the face and then she's like, you know, fuck you, I'm going to use you to get, yeah. you know, to get you, get revenge on, you know, someone else. I'm going to use you you won't even know it. You know, like you're fucked. And he's like, no, oh, you know what you're talking about. And she storms out. She cleverly hit all the pens. Yeah. So she goes and sits in the car and he's inside going, I need to write this down, I need to write this yeah. down. And he's going through and then like he just sort of forgets. She sl- yeah. she closes the door and it breaks his attention. And yeah. then he's like, oh, what was I doing? Yeah. And then she's like, and then she's obviously got the blood nose and yeah. lip and she's like, what happened? She's like, he hit me. Yeah. And he's like, who hit you? Tell me who it is. And it's like that's later in the movie. So you get, yeah. to, you get more of an understanding of this guy's poor mm. condition. But we should also probably mention Sammy, was it Sammy? Sammy Jankus. Sammy Jankus, um, which is a story that he tells everyone. Mm. Yeah. To remind um, himself of his own condition. Yeah. Sammy yeah. Jankus had the same condition. Um, and he was, because Leonard in his past life was an insurance investigator and, and he investigated fraud. and So he says. So he says, yeah. And he, and, um, you know, he deemed this Jankus guy not to be get insurance. He didn't say he was faking it, but you know, and mm. so he tells this terrible story about how his wife doesn't care about the money, but she's lost her husband because now her husband doesn't like he knows everything up to a point, but he just stares at her blankly. 
Um, and she she sort of now believes that he's faking or that he yeah, can snap yeah. out of it. So and then she's diabetic, so she tests him with his insulin because he knew how to give her the insulin shot. Yeah. That was from the past memories. Mm. And he overdoses her and kills her. You know, she goes too far. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, we obviously Teddy before Teddy's about to be killed. He's saying, you know, you've killed this guy before. Yeah. Like you know, we learn that the the man he's looking for that they've done this a few times and yeah. you know ages ago he a year, a year ago you killed the the original killer the original John G and yeah. now I'm just finding you more John G's because mm. you know that's all he yeah. from his information and yeah. so what we actually learn at that point is that the guy that he's killed before um, he kills Teddy yeah. was um, Natalie's boyfriend boyfriend Drug which dealer. she confuses him for her boyfriend when he's driving. His car in his yeah, suit. Yeah, it all pieces and, yeah. and so you get all this information. You're like, oh, hang on a minute. When you play it all back in your head, like, yeah, we he's talk just about been on this really messed up yeah. journey. Yeah. yeah. But the the biggest thing is that Teddy points out to him that we've done all this before. Yeah. There's no Sammy Jenkins. You're, you're Sammy Jenkins. You're Sammy, yeah. yeah. Your you, wife You killed your survived wife. Yeah. And your she, wife was you know, diabetic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yep. killed her. And then you kind of cut because it was a playful thing where he was pinching her thigh in the yeah. bed in one of his memories. And then it cuts to him sticking the needle in. Yeah. Instead of, and she's like, "Oh, you know, watch out." Yeah. Again, like they go. Uh, so I think well, that's all true, too. but it's left. Would you say it's left ambiguous for the yes, audience? Yeah, to definitely. Yeah, it's, I feel like not- that's exactly what happened. I think Teddy's telling him the truth entirely yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because you you see him make the conscious choice of, well, no, I'm I'm making my own reality now. Yeah. So, so the very end is yeah. he gets in the truck and he looks at Teddy's photo and he makes that, like you said, conscious choice to write, "Don't believe his lies." Yeah. And then you're like, well, fuck. Like, so in my mind, he knows that's the truth, but he can't process it and deal with it. And he has this wonderful reset button he can push. Yeah. And mm. doesn't have to deal with so it. So it's that guilt. final, the, he takes advantage of his own condition yeah, and, and knows like, it. Because and, as Teddy says, he's a John G too. Yeah. Mum calls him Teddy. Everyone else calls him yeah. Teddy. And so he writes down the, sorry, not, don't believe his lies. He writes down the license plate number. Tattoo. Fact six. Fact yeah, six tattoo. And, this yeah, and lights down, writes his down license plate license number. Plate number which, which, you know, if you think about it now, once he gets rid of um, Teddy and that license plate number doesn't exist anymore, then surely his journey would be Yeah, that's over. a big plot hole, isn't it? But, well, and I just thought of that then because otherwise I'd always thought he's just in an infinite loop of looking for someone to kill. And he's just going to keep going on and killing Yeah, people. like T says, there's a thousand John G's. Yeah, that, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I never thought of it like that. He's, he, he, even though he is taking advantage of, advantage of his own condition, he's doing it to prevent it from continuing. Because he has to get rid of Teddy who's taking advantage of him mm. to end that cycle. Because mm. he won't, when he wakes up again after killing Teddy, he won't see Teddy again because. Yeah. And he won't remember that he's killed him. But if he looks up that license plate or gets someone else to help him, yeah. he'll find that guy yeah. and. If he tries to look but for him. he doesn't know Teddy. So yeah, he'll yeah. never find him again. Yeah, he'll be stuck. He was, yeah, you're right. In yeah. some ways, he's probably... But then I guess he'll find a way to reset that once he starts to... Mm. One day, he'll piece it together and yeah. reset it He does it like again. changing what he's written. Yeah, yeah, he does that a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, for he someone who like something out and- condemns notes and says yeah, tattoos yeah. are the way to go. So we, we should say he's a tattoos all over his whole, whole body. Yeah. Uh, which are more reliable than notes because yeah. apparently notes can be changed and confused. But And he doesn't trust anyone else's handwriting, only his own, and he doesn't like talking on the phone. And Yeah, that's yeah. his whole thing is he's got a process and regimen in place. To, to make his life yeah. livable. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I definitely think, I don't know about you guys, I definitely think that um, Teddy's telling the truth there. And that's, yeah, absolutely. Know, yeah. 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 yeah, I've read like interviews with Christopher Nolan, you know, saying funny with the casting with uh, Joe Pantoliano, however you say his, Name he's a uh, he, um, he 
because of movies that had been in around that time, he was always playing a villain. So it was interesting for the audience having him as that character. That, that's what the, that's the most interesting, interesting thing about yeah. casting. It brings such a gravity to a character that even though they, haven't, they don't know the character yet because of the actor who's playing him, yeah. you don't trust him, even though he's supposed to be kind of the most truthful person in the mm. whole. Yeah. He's the only person that you really can trust as a viewer. Yeah, yeah, I he's... thought, yeah, it's so interesting how that yeah, that's adds another point. dimension. I like that. Yeah. Um, and in the IMDb um, newsletter that I get every week uh, about movies, I read um, uh, with the with the casting um, of uh, Sammy Jenkins, the, what's the actor's name? Uh, Trabolsky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forget Sammy. Yeah. He'll always yeah. be the guy from Groundhog yeah. Day to me. <laughs> yeah. He'll always be that guy. Mississippi Burning. Yeah. More yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah. It's a little nicer memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he actually suffered from amnesia, had temporary amnesia. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he, he was like, I think that's what got him the part because he kind of pushed for it and relayed his experience and stuff because he's very convincing as well in the black and white scene. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. He's just like, mm, and then he forgets and then he's mm, okay, mm, all right. Um, yeah, I, I think casting is, is so crucial to this film. Um, I can't imagine anyone else. I mean, the Natalie role as well. Mm. Yeah, Carrie Moss, yep. She sells that vulnerability, but when she turns on him, yeah, she's so brutal yeah, when she she's turns. She's on vicious. Him. It's vicious. It's great. It's yeah. so good. Like, and then she's just like, "I'm going to enjoy." You know, like next time you see me, we might even be lovers for yeah. all you know. And he's yeah. just like, "Got to write it down. I got to write this down." Yeah. Um, and I love the photo he takes of her, and it's like so perfectly just yeah. you know silhouetted. And I think Pantolino makes a gag about Leibowitz. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, good shot, Leibowitz. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Pantolino. Um, yeah, I guess the structure of the film is is something you need to pay attention to. Probably, I would say out of the three movies we watched, this is the most challenging. Yes. Yeah, the most I think viewer. there are so many things that you have to go back and see because, like, the way characters are acting, they're acting that way for certain reasons that you only find out at the end of the film. So you almost have to watch it yeah. again. So, like, uh, something that I didn't notice was that yeah, at the end of the film, you realise that 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 Jaguar that that, that Lenny's driving, yeah. Uh, has two hundred thousand dollars in it, and that's why the entire yeah. film Teddy is like, "Oh, do you want to swap cars? Do you want to?" Because oh, he because yeah. he knew the whole time. Shit, I didn't even think but, about but, that. But yeah, but but uh, but because the first time Lenny he, him, he goes for the car and he goes, "Hang on, that's my car." That's yeah. right. Yeah, because exactly. Yeah, photo the, every single right. scene he's trying to get his car. Yeah, because yeah. we have the whole. Um, he's like, "That's not your car," and he takes the photo and he goes, "It is now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, "Help me find the keys!" Like, yeah. "Help me find the keys!" And he yeah. just drives off on him. Yeah, yeah, that's good. There's so much stuff like that yeah, when you yeah. rewatch this yep. film. This is definitely a rewatcher. Yeah, you can find little. I didn't. I, the amount of times I've rewatched it, and yeah. I didn't even think of. That's yeah. why. Yeah, you're right. Every scene, he always yeah. tries yeah. to go for the car. Like it's always. Oh, I'll take your. We'll take your car. Or yeah, I'll take yeah. my car. Yeah. Or let me. You know, this is check us the keys. I'll move it. Yeah, for that's you. right. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's parked yeah. out the front. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, geez, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. Um, so nine million dollar budget. Yeah, right. I read that. Nine million dollar budget. Wow, I mean, this, nothing for films like, like yeah, for like no wonder Nolan, you know, got the acceptance into Hollywood. He got yeah. you can make a film like this for nine million bucks. Yeah, wow, you know, and like yeah, Guy Pierce, like I, I mean, I don't yeah. know how much you would have spent on salaries on actors alone. Oh, but uh, apparently Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce had nothing at the time. He was not pro, like a profile at yeah, all. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. two thousand. Yeah, just living off his neighbor's money. Still, yeah, that's probably. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're deep pockets, those names. <laughs> He'll appreciate you saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening, guy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, definitely rewatch. For me, absolutely recommend. This yes. is like all three of these movies are solid, solid recommends, in yeah. my opinion. Watch this, like just 
Watch it with some concentration. I know a lot of people like to multitask with their tablets and their phones when they're watching movies, but please just watch. Sit yeah. down and watch this. Sh- shut off everything else. It's a pleasurable experience. It's got a heap of great oh, what the fuck moments, and it also has great moments where you feel like a champion because you figured it out. Yeah. Like, I love it when a movie pats me on the back, and this and this movie does it in spades, yeah. which is great. You, Tobes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely recommend. It's it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, like like Tarantino, such a uh, highly renowned uh, director. Yeah, make making highly intelligent films. Yeah. I love that yeah, he's still out everyone. there making thinking films, Inception, yeah. Interstellar. Those are you know those are films you sit down and you watch and you rewatch and you get more out of it every time. I love it when a film can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were saying that when um, when I came in this afternoon, Toby, that I like dialogue driven and thinking films, and yeah. I think all three of these were. Pretty much that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I really like this film. The only problem I have with it is we probably shouldn't have chosen it to talk about on our podcast because it's too yeah. bloody complicated. It's, I was yes, thinking that as I was watching, as I was like, ta- well, as we're talking about, it, I'm thinking, oh, this was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of we, like, we said messed up timelines. Yeah, this is we, this is the one we could have used the the yeah, fucked up timeline. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. and I think this we, one's disjointed. We, we butchered the retelling of it. But so. yeah, we yeah. did. Please don't let that. Tarnish the movie. No, the, Please the watch movie it. is so much better than we gave it credit <laughs> yeah. for. I don't even know how you'd sort of sell this to someone. Like, uh, good on Nolan. I'd, I'd love to have seen the pitch they had to do to get yeah. the money to make this. Like, because yeah. all the cool factors are so complicated. Yes. Mm. If you just pitched it like I did, guy with short term memory tries to solve. It just sounds like a fucking movie of the week nonsense. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> like it doesn't sound as complex and entertaining and derivative that's as it right. is. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, watch it. No, definitely. Go and watch it. It's such a good movie. I, rem- I still remember to this day that I went to uni with the guy who saw it because um, this was about when this film came out. This was me and uni, basically. Yeah. Um, and, like, he must have told me about 10,000 times to watch Memento, watch yeah. Memento, watch yeah. Memento. he was that guy. He was that guy. I finally watched it and went, holy shit, he was right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So if you're out there, Sparky Marky. Uh, good, good call. <laughs> you, you were right. All these years later, I just want you to know. <laughs> I just want to give you a pat on the back for that one. Yeah, good recommendation. <laughs> yeah, solid, solid choice, buddy. <laughs> well, that's the three movies that we uh, we looked at this week. Um, yeah, highly recommend if you've just listened to us and you haven't watched any of these. Good luck to, yeah, deciphering well, what well happened. <laughs> um, but if, if we've if we've pushed you to watch anything, please, please definitely. Uh, Please watch this and also Brazil. I'll just get one more plug in for Brazil. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah. Uh, watch it. It's You're up awesome to 47 film. now. I'm up to 47 Brazil plugs. Also, The Princess Bride. Um, I just <laughs> That's 147 plugs. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, watch yeah. it now, today, now. And let um, us know your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We yeah. always encourage. We get some feedback on the Facebook, but we are, we're, we're, we're going to try and push and get more discussion on yeah. the Facebook. Mm. We might pose some more questions if you'd like to participate. I'd like to get some good, healthy debate. You don't have to agree with everyone, but like be respectful of everyone. Unless they're like Transformers, then fucking rip them a new one. And and <laughs> please, please support uh, both Mark and Shane because it takes a lot of time and effort to put out free content that everyone has access to. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's extremely generous of them. Not so. to mention the watching three movies a week. Yeah, that's right. Challenging, taking up all, the, all of their time. Did you find the time to find three well, movies? I watched all of them twice in oh, about, right. about a week and a half. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, all of my free time was. Just sitting movies. down writing notes watching movies yeah, yeah. we'll apologise to you guys no no but no, no we'll <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I guess as usual we can reach us at scene3podcast at gmail.com and Facebook at scene3podcast as well can I ask a question no okay thanks for listening oh no sure go ask <laughs> a question um, 
Have we got any more international listeners? I noticed we've had a bit of a spike oh, in likes I and downloads. Checked. I hadn't checked, to be honest. Oh, I really I'm sorry. Hope. Yeah. So at the moment, I think it's we're 98% Australian. Australia. There's a little smattering of US and a bit of bit of uh, Romania. Romania. So. What about, um? didn't you do a French film in the last? Yeah, hopefully we maybe we'll yeah, get Yeah, hopefully French, you get to yeah, spike yeah. in France. Maybe well, we should uh, start tagging. You know how um, movies have Facebook pages? Maybe we should start tagging the movies. Like hashtagging? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if I can when, do that, man. When we I'm, post I'm them. Sort so of morally. It's a bit beneath you, isn't it, Shane? I feel like it is yeah, beneath yeah. me. <laughs> but at the same time. <laughs> hey, it, might, it might catapult us. No, I, I just don't like people who say it to your face. That's what well, I'm saying. You can't verbalise that. Because the, my no. understanding of a hashtag is it's subtext. You can't even so talk about it. If like you can has, say something, yeah. then you've got tone and affliction in the way you're saying it. Yeah. So I understand the subtext. <laughs> Hashtag true. In text, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, in text, I just don't understand the point of it. Like it does, just, that's well, just, I think that's just lost Save that for our podcast yeah. of like yeah. grumpy old men. Yeah, grumpy old men. Old men. Whining about millennial stuff <laughs> podcast. Because, <laughs> man, I could go on and on. Yeah. Like, buy a fucking belt for starters. Yeah. <laughs> another, another podcast. Yeah, different uh, podcast, yeah. Thanks heaps, Toby. Thank you guys so much for having me. Your input I has been awesome. It. And, yeah, we had some great movie selections there. Yeah. yeah. It's been pleasurable for the last couple of episodes where we've yeah. get to watch good films, which yes. is nice. Yeah. I think we probably should find some rubbish to watch we're, as well. We're going to have to watch your Piranaconda, I think. I want to see Piranaconda, so go out. I want to see that. Like, I, I don't know. I think I've seen it, but I don't think I have. Because I did go on a binge once and watched, like, it sounds so dirty, and watched all those terrible sci-fi giant animal movies, you shark to pusses. I watched all anacondas. I was really sick with yeah. the flu. So I watched, like, all anacondas in a row. Like, John Reese <laughs> davies rocks up in one of them. You're like, yeah, what yeah. is he? Uh, by the fourth one, I think it's um, David Hasselhoff is the lead. How do they get roped into these movies? I don't know. And yeah. the, effect, the best thing is the effects get worse because the yeah, budget must go lower. Yeah. They get worse. So yeah. you watch the one from 1991 and it's great. And then you watch the one from 2006 and it's like, like a video game. Yeah. Like, you know, these old Windows screensaver snakes. That's what they look like. <laughs> um, yeah, so Prenaconda is definitely on my um, my radar. because list. Yeah. I can't remember if I've seen it or not, which is weird for me, but I just, I was sick for like a week and I just binged all of them. Yeah, yeah. And I, like you can imagine that with like a fevered flu as well. It's just like- <laughs> You would have had some messed up nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I like woke up thinking I was being eaten by a half shark, <laughs> half octopus creature. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, definitely going forward, we'll um, we'll throw that up on the website. Done. Thanks for listening, guys. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And Cheers. We'll catch you all next time. Yep, that was a bit of a grandma goodbye, wasn't it? Oh, we like I bye, grandma, and she's like bye, bye, and you're like <laughs> bye, 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 <laughs> bye, and you can just hear her saying bye, bye. <laughs> Put the phone down, grandma. <laughs> Hang it up. <laughs>